Hello everybody, welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, I'm your host. So today's episode is just a little bit different. The title is When Can I Help? Uh, This is an audio that I recorded for our Empowered Leaders membership group this past week. Um, So we're talking about several things. We're talking about the partner principle that uh, John Maxwell talks about in his book, Winning with People. And we're also talking about the idea of when to help. So timing. Uh, So you'll notice as we go through the video, I have several references throughout the video towards things that are happening within our our membership group. Uh, But as I recorded this, I just thought this is a really good one that you all might also like as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you suggestions about when to step in and help somebody can talk a little bit about coaching and mentoring. Now, I did want to just uh, clarify here. So I do mention the Searchy app. uh, So being able to go into the search engine, uh, I will put the link in the description here. I just wanted to clarify something though. So if you are a member of the Empowered Leaders membership group, when you use that link within our group, you will have access to every single thing that Grow By One has done. So you have access to not just the podcast and the videos, but also every video we've done in the Empowered Leaders group, uh, which I think there's over 50 now, and every single course or class that we've ever done. Okay, so you have the whole database to choose from. Now, those of you who are not in the Empowered Leaders group, you still have a really great uh, option. You know, uh, the the search engine link there for you allows you to access every single podcast episode we've ever done, which we're also approaching about 500, uh, and also any video that I put out into public, okay? So you still have quite a bit of content to access. I just wanted to clarify that a little bit because... Um, Yeah, I I can't remember exactly what I said about it, uh, but you might not have the same information that those who are in the Empowered Leaders membership group have, okay? And FYI, if you're you're interested in being a part of our Empowered Leaders group, uh, it's a really powerful group where we talk about leadership principles, um, you know, and we really help focus you on growing yourself as a leader, Um, there's a very low feed. We want this to be accessible to everybody. So it's $20 a month and you get, uh, two full hours of teaching. You get four hours of, uh, discussion with everybody, plus all kinds of really cool tips and tools and, and strategies and extra bonuses. Okay. So if you're interested in that, especially if you're interested in having, uh, someone on your team. So we, we actually have several organizations who have paid for, multiple people on their leadership team to be a part of this. Um, We've had organizations who they just hired a new leader into a position, or maybe they got promoted uh, and they said, oh, this is going to be your leadership training. So if you're interested in that, let me know, email me, we'll set up a time to to chat. Okay. So we're going to go over those five suggestions on timing when to help somebody. We're going to talk about the difference between coaching and mentoring. And then the homework at the end, because every time we do a a video in the, in the membership group, we always have a robust homework assignment. So is really going to help you focus on, um, yourself and your own awareness, especially as it relates to what does help mean to you? And then, uh, you know, what's your current level of awareness in relationship to when do you help? How much do you help? Who do you help the most and the least? 
Okay. I think you'll find this really valuable and uh, I hope it adds a ton of value to you. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So the topic for today, when can I help? It really comes from, uh, the law of timing, right? We've talked about the law of timing before, but then also this idea. So there's a great book by John Maxwell. If you haven't got it, I would highly suggest it. It's called winning with people. So there's several things I love about this book. So first of all, it's of course, easy to read because that's how John Maxwell writes, but, uh, it talks about 25 people principles. So these are the things that you need to know about how any person works. Okay. And what I love about it, especially for our empowered leaders group is that it it's got 25 principles, but they're broken up into sections of five. So you remember way back when, when you joined the group and you took the five levels of leadership test, I don't know if you remember that or not. Uh, if you have it, it might be time to go back and, and to take that again. Uh, in there, it told you which level of leader you're, you are, right? So you're either one, two, three, four, or five. These principles are really set up in such a way that when you focus on those certain principles, it works at that level of leadership. So let's say you, you are a level three leader and you are squarely in the production or getting stuff done mode. Uh, so you're learning how to do stuff for yourself. So it might be you're learning how to manage your time. Could be you're learning how to delegate. Delegation is a really big step three or stage three one. Uh, it could be that you're learning to allow your people to get the work done. So as you're growing through that level, that's one of the things that you learn. So these, the principles in the book uh, at stage three are going to help you during that level of your leadership. Okay. So if you haven't got that yet, I would highly recommend that you do. Um, you know, the, the biggest catchphrase of that book is working together increases the odds of winning together. Right. I, I hope you guys know that. Uh, and I love this quote that mother Teresa has. She says, you cannot do what I cannot do. I can, you can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. And together we can do great things. So it's realizing the idea that there are things that you can do and there are things that I can do. And those are all wonderful things. However, when we put them together, wow, that really changes the world. So typically as I'm working with people, everybody thinks that this is about, you know, a business partner or maybe a teaching team or uh, maybe you're collaborating with somebody. I've, I've been collaborating with a lot of people lately, um, jumping on their podcasts to be interviewed, TV shows to be interviewed, uh, you know, several different conferences and summits are happening. And I love collaborating with different people. And all of those are true. Absolutely. Those are true. But I think about this partnership principle just a little bit differently. So the question I ask myself about just about everybody, um, are others better off because of their partnership with me? Okay. So rather than just thinking about it as business or, or as my job, are others better off because of their partnership with me? Okay. So that begs the question, who are the others? 
you probably have some people that need to go on this list as well. Um, so I think about my children, right? So are my children better off because they partner with me, right? My spouse, definitely. Uh, team member, staff, friends. Um, I would highly encourage you after you listen to this audio, if you can go back and maybe even add in your own list of others. Who are the others in your life, right? It could be, um, you know, people at your place of worship or in your community. An anonymous quote I read the other day summed it up nicely, I think. And it says, it takes a great love to allow one to learn how to exercise his power without interfering. I'll say that again. It takes a great love to allow one to learn how to exercise his power without interfering. So what that really means to me is this idea of allowing other people to be themselves, to do things the way that they want to do. Uh, you know, a, a person that loves another person allows them to be who they are and do what they want. So I, you know, I was just thinking as I was preparing, I asked myself a few questions. Do I allow my children to grow into their power by trying new things and failing? Now, I, I personally, yes, I am of the thought with my children that I want to set them up for failure several times (laughs) in a week if I can. Uh, And I know that that is foreign to a lot of you, but uh, my oldest is 16. You know, I'm looking into the future going, okay, I want every single one of my children to understand how to deal with failure now and to do it with a safety net so that when they leave this house, they are going to experience failure, right? Because that's kind of, that's a part of life. So I want them to know what it feels like, how they can handle it and what are their options without having to, you know, fall flat on their face. But that means I have to allow them to try new things and fail and not scoop them up or try to protect them. You know, I, I said this a long time ago when, when my kids were, uh, growing up. I mean, they were very little, honestly, in preschool time, they were helping with laundry and dishes and all kinds of things. Uh, and my husband was like, why are, you know, they're so little, why don't we just let them play? And I said, you know, this is play to them, number one. And number two, my children are not going to be the kids calling home from college going, um, how do I start the washer? (laughs) Right. They're going to have those skills under them. Now they have learned many skills through failure, uh, through trying, you know, um, and through, through failing. I love that. Another question, do I allow my husband to do things his way, even when I know that there's an easier way? And I'll tell you this, that he can probably ask himself that way, that question, because he knows that when he watches me, he's like, there's a better way to do this, right? But do I allow him, do I have the love for him to allow him to do things his own way? That's part of being in a partnership. And do I allow 
allow my people to come to their own conclusions and be their own people. So this is really with, um, you know, when I'm working with clients or when I'm with our, you know, you guys are, are the empowered members leadership group. So we get together all the time, but sometimes I'm talking to you and I know the answer, but I want you to talk it through and I want you to figure it out. Right. And sometimes you'll come to a conclusion that's very different than mine. And I'm like, yeah, that'll work. So how do I, and, and you, right? So ask yourself this question. How, how do I interact with others in a partnership kind of way? Okay, so just sit there with that for just a second. How do you interact with others in a partnership kind of way? You know, Thomas Jefferson once said that a candle loses nothing when it lights another candle. I love that. So the, the question for today is really, when can I light the candle? Okay, so knowing all this about partnership, when can I light the candle? So bringing the partnership principle and the timing principle together. Now, this question about when is just as important and maybe more so than the how can I help them question. Okay, most people, they jump right to the how and they don't think about the when. Um, so, uh, another book mentor of mine, uh, and yes, he's in the old dead guys club, although right now I forget his name. Uh, but I wrote this down and it's, it's something that's guided me for several years. So he gave five suggestions for when to help somebody. So I would highly suggest that you write these down. All right. So the first time that you should help somebody is when they ask. I mean, that's a, a common sense thing, right? Uh, you know, if somebody asks you for their help and you're able to help, help, right? The second suggestion is when that person learns from help. So I, I look at it as, you know, this one's a little bit more ambiguous than the other ones because you might have somebody on your team that definitely learns from your help, but there it's a, this one's a little iffy because they might want your help in the moment or they might not. So, you know, when they ask for your help and you know that they learn from help, absolutely. Um, when they ask for your help and you know that they don't learn from help, meaning they're asking for your help, but they're never going to really listen to what you say, ask them a question. So they might ask for help and say, well, what do you need? Or what would you like to do? So go into that coaching mode of like asking them their questions rather than telling them what to do. And, you know, sometimes somebody will learn from help, but they just need a moment to kind of process things. So just give them a, a little bit of time. All right. So the third suggestion is when they're in danger or being bullied. So this one, I think about, it can be anybody. It's not just children, right? But there, there's something that's happening and they are, you know, in either physical or emotional or uh, mental danger or being bullied. So for example, I was working with a, a coaching client not too long ago and she came and she, um, the reason why she wanted to work with me, she was really having some issues with her boss. Um, her boss is a very low level of leadership boss and, uh, she's trying to be very good for her people. Um, and so there were some things that were happening. Basically her boss was bullying her. 
And so we had to talk about, well, wait a minute, what are some things, you know, yes, I know you wanted to talk about what happened in that staff meeting. Yes, I know you wanted to talk about, you know, her, your, your meeting with her about your raise, but, you know, we need to back up a little bit because these are some dangerous things that are happening uh, and they're setting precedents that are not going to be helpful to you and not just helpful, but they're hurting you. So I had to kind of step in that role just a little bit, which as many of you know, I don't like to do that, but it, it's one of those, nope, you're not seeing how you're being hurt here. Um, and then the, the fourth suggestion is you, you step in to help when it would prevent serious self-harm. So the, the third suggestion is about somebody hurting somebody else. You know, like, let's say you, you see two kids and one of them is bullying another one, absolutely step in to help. But this one is about when you see somebody who is uh, self-harming in a serious way. Okay. Um, so I, I think about, there are several friends of mine, um, that have struggled with teenagers in, in really deep emotional and mental need. And, and they are self-harming, uh, in, in several different ways. That's when you step in to help. You don't wait to be asked for help. Okay. And then the fifth suggestion, this is, when you receive a divine impulse, okay? Now that's how the author said it. Basically what he's talking about is when you, when you have that still small voice, that gut instinct tell you, I got to stop and step in and help here. And you know, it comes from somewhere, you know, higher than you. So it's not just your pattern of like, oh yeah, this, I do this for, for this child, or I do this for the, for the staff member. It's, there's something in me telling me I have to step in. Okay. Now, I think you'll notice that nowhere in this list of five suggestions does it say you step in when you have a better idea. Think about that. So, you know, just take a second or, or a few seconds here. Look at that list and what is you know, th thinking about maybe the last week, when have you stepped into help? So did somebody ask you for help? Did they learn, learn from help? So you offer suggestions. Um, which of these five have you done this week? All right. I think that's really important to know. And some of you might have found that you didn't have any of them. Some of you, you might've had all of them. Some of you, only a few. There's no good, right, or bad to this. It just is. But I think that this highlights the need to know the difference between coaching and mentoring, right? So both of them are types of help, but they have different mindsets. They have different uses, different purposes. Uh, and because of that, they have very different actions and words that go along with them. So when you use coaching and mentoring at the correct time with the right person, there's a tremendous ability and power to help create real change and transformation. I know we talked about this a lot actually in our Empower Leaders group, and I think it's really important to come back to it over and over again to have that reminder. Okay. So I'm going to give you the definition of coaching and mentoring. So I want you to write these down and then we'll talk briefly about them. So those of you, you know, who haven't listened to the, the past recordings on coaching and mentoring, 
go to our searchy link and you'll be able to look up coaching and mentoring uh, and you'll have all kinds of access. You, you'll go back to the past videos that we've done and, and the resources. Okay. So if you've joined the Empowered Leaders membership group in the last four weeks, uh, especially the last four weeks, which we've had several join. So thank you. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, I want, I want to make sure that you go back into our vault, if you will. Um, so go use that searching link. I'll put it in the description of the video for you, uh, and, and put in coaching or mentoring, and you'll have access to all of the videos and transcripts that we have done in the past. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So coaching, is the process of asking questions so the participant has a better understanding of their own goals and action steps. So it's the process of asking questions so the participant has a better understanding of their own goals and action steps. Okay. So nowhere in there are you telling anybody what to do. Uh, you are merely asking great questions. So there's a, an increase of awareness and so that that person can create their own goals and action steps. Okay. So, you know, the highest form of leadership, in my opinion, is coaching because this is where you get to partner with somebody and I'll, and give them the power back and they get to, uh, learn who they are and, and what they want to do. Okay. Now, mentoring is when an expert is invited in and gives information about their own knowledge and experience. Okay. So when an expert is invited in and they give information about their own knowledge and experience. So an expert, this means that this person who is mentoring another is somebody who has some knowledge, right? So you, you've actually walked through something, uh, and, and this can be a subject matter expert. So quite frankly, I've seen three-year-olds expert other, as an expert, uh, mentor other three-year-olds on things like how to tie a shoe, how to zip a jacket, uh, how to pronounce a dinosaur name that has like 15 syllables. Okay. You can be an expert in anything, but you have to be invited in. So the problem with mentoring is that we're out there mentoring and people haven't given you an invitation. This is when you, you give free advice, right? So when you're partnering with somebody, you're waiting for them to kind of ask you for help. Now that can look in different ways. So much like one of our five suggestions, you could come back and, you know, the person could say, Hey, can you help me with this? Now you've been invited in and you can mentor them, right? I still would go more for the, the coaching, but you could mentor them. Um, or, you know, if you're working with somebody, especially in, in a coaching relationship, and they get to this point where they just don't have the answers, you can say, may I give you a suggestion? If they say yes, that's your invitation. In you go. If they say no, no big deal. That's okay. The, the no does, is nothing against you. It just signifies that they're not ready for that information yet. Okay. Now you are giving information about your own knowledge and experience. So you have to realize that when you're in a mentoring relationship, you are, yes, you are the expert in this relationship, but that does not mean you know everything. So you need to go into it with kind of an assumption of this is what I know up until this point in my life. 
Okay. I think a lot of people enter into this mentoring relationship and they think I was successful at X, Y, and Z. And so I, I can tell you everything that there is to know. However, when you're in this partnership with this other person, sometimes there are things that that other person knows that you don't know yet. And so they're going to up-level your knowledge and experience by just being in this relationship. So be open and curious and willing to take in more, more new information, because what does that do? Number one, it strengthens your partnership. It helps the other person see value in what they're doing and thinking, and it up-levels your awareness. And now you eat, you know, even more. But what I typically notice in mentoring relationships, especially in the education world, is that somebody will come in and they're telling somebody something uh, and the other person in this partnership is like, oh, well, I was thinking about doing X, Y, and Z. And the mentor will tell them all the reasons why they shouldn't do that. And it has nothing to do with it, it wouldn't work and everything to do with that's not what the mentor did. Okay, so be open and willing. All right. So, you know, technically coaching should be 80% of your, your day and mentoring should be 20%. That's a really good ratio. So, you know, refer back to that list of five suggestions and think about that 80, 80, 20 rule. That might be part of your homework. So I think it's really important as leaders and influencers to be able to define what helping or making a difference means to you. Okay. So for example, a, a colleague of mine thinks he, he's doing his very best. He thinks helping is telling people everything he knows about everything. Okay. First of all, that's mentoring, right? So this also means that about 80% of the time he's basically wasting his breath because he's doing a lot of mentoring without being invited in. Okay. Now, another coaching friend of mine, um, she is uh, relatively new to the coaching sphere. Um, again, doing the very best she can, but she's on the other end of the, the spectrum. So she lets her clients really fumble and struggle trying to find their own answer the majority of the time, right? And she's dead set against giving them any answer of any kind. Now, um, she also doesn't see herself as an expert in anything, which means that she misses that 20% window to really speak into their life. So if you think about it, here she is, she's making them fumble and struggle and she thinks she's doing them a service when in reality, there is a, there is a tipping point when you're working with somebody that, you know, even just asking the question, may I give you a suggestion? It's like, Oh, this fresh breath of air in, in your, your, um, client that they're like, Oh yes, please. Right. And you might give them a suggestion and that might not be the answer. However, just saying it allows their brain to go to a different place. And they're like, Oh no, I want to, I, this is the answer. And you're like, awesome. Great. So you're using that little mentoring time as a way to unlock what's in their brain right? But if you don't see yourself as an expert being able to give a suggestion in anything, and listen, the suggestion doesn't have to be something, you know, that you've done, or, or it could be something that you've read about. Um, 
it could also be something that you've, you've just been listening to this person and they're telling you the story. They're telling you what's going on. And there's a thought or an idea that comes to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I think that might be helpful. Right? So she's missing out on some really great opportunities. And we all have our preferences based on certain relationships. Think about that. Uh, very few people are going to go and tell their boss what they did, you know, what they should do without being asked, right? Yet they might get really good at asking them questions to get them thinking. And I know many of you here in our group, you're dealing with some bosses who uh, even pre-COVID were, were not doing so hot, right? And now, you know, it's just kind of exacerbating. And so you might not go and tell your boss what to do, but I'm really, really thankful that as you're sharing your stories, you're really going into coaching mode with them and, and asking them questions to get them thinking. Okay. Many parents, uh, I, I'm noticing this, they, they feel like they have to tell their kids exactly what to do in their life. And then they wonder why they never leave the house when they're grown. Right. Um, you know, because they haven't had the opportunity to think for themselves. So we're in a partnership. Okay. Now partnerships are not really equal. Most great partnerships are not equal. Uh, maybe I'll do a, a, a video on partnerships here, here in the future, but, um, you know, thinking about a parent child partnership, um, as the children grow, it becomes more of an equal partnership, but when they're really young, obviously it's not. You bring a newborn baby from the hospital. Guess what? You have 1% partnership. I have 99 right? Uh, but as they're growing, like my kids are 11 to 16 right now, uh, they should be having more to do with their life than I am, right? Okay. So we all have to make the choices about how we're going to partner with different people. And we have to work together in those partnerships if we're going to see transformation. Now, it might mean that you're going to be uh, doing more coaching with one person and a little more mentoring with another. I'll tell you this, that with my children, they're all different. Uh, with my son, there's uh, a lot more just listening. Uh, he kind of self-coaches at this point because I've put that program into him. Uh, my 11 year old, uh, there's definitely self coaching going on, but there's also me coaching and sometimes I'll mentor, but it'll be just a question. Okay. Like, you know, a suggestion for something, uh, with my 14 year old, there's no mentoring and there's no coaching because she is perfect. Everything about her, she says is perfect. She needs no help. So I am neither a coach nor a mentor to her. I allow her to be 99% uh, in charge in this partnership. However, the 1% that I am really, really invested in is keeping track of what's happening and being there for when she does need me. Okay. So your homework this week, I think is going to really, really help you. Um, there's several parts to this. The first part is I want you to define what help means to you. Now, this is not, you know, you need help and other people will, are going to help you. Although if you want to include that, you can. But this is really going through and thinking about how do you help other people? Okay. And I want you to think about it from the perspective of uh, this is how I've helped people in the past. This is how I help them now. This is how I'd like to help them in the future. Okay. As you're going through those definitions, I want you to think about, is it more coaching or more mentoring? Okay. And then the second part of this is you're going to list five people in your personal life. 
and five people in your professional life. Okay, so you're going to have a list of 10 people. Now, on the, on the bottom of the page, wherever, you're going to draw a line of continuum. So what does that mean? That that's one line that goes across the whole page and you have like a, you know, an arrow, you know, pointing two separate ways, right? So that's a line of continuum. Now on your continuum, one end is where you do everything for the other person. Okay. So, uh, you know, you're, you're helping by doing things for them. And one end is that you're doing nothing. Okay. So there's your continuum. Now for each one of those 10 people, I want you to, you're, you're going to use an X the first time and you're going to think through, okay, with this person, you know, do I do things for them or do I do nothing for them? Where in the continuum? So I might do this for my kids. Uh, so for Josiah, the, the do nothing, do everything. Okay. So where would I put him? Um, I think I would put him more towards the do nothing. Maybe I'd put him about two thirds of the way in because he is, you know, I like to tell people he's kind of a self-starter now. He's, he's on his path, right? He's doing things. Uh, but I still need to be really there for him. Now, Hannah, my 14 year old, I might put her further along the line of doing nothing, not at the end, but I am doing nothing for her or with her, but I'm really paying attention to her. Now with my 11 year old, I'm going to put her a little bit closer to the doing everything for them. Now she does a whole lot on her own, uh, but being 11, you know, she still needs a little help. Now I might choose my husband, of course, because you know, he's an, an important guy uh, and he's going to be square in the middle. Okay. I don't do, do much for him and I don't do nothing for him. I, I it's, it's like in the middle. However, you know, there might be times where we go one way or the other, right? So you're going to use an X for this. Okay. So that's representing now, right now, as of this current moment, this is where you are with these people. And of course, label it with their name. So, you know, now you could either create another continuum line, or you could just use the same one. I, when I did it the first time, I just used it the, the same one. And then I chose a circle for each person. So you're going to take each one of those 10 people and you're going to think through, okay, so maybe I found out, oh my gosh, I do way more for my, you know, staff members than what I would like. Okay. What do you, what do you want? Right. So thinking through, okay, if, if, if you realized, oh no, I do too much. What do you want instead? So maybe in, go towards the other end of the spectrum or the continuum and put a circle. Okay. So really this is just a conscious activity to get you really thinking and aware of what are your current habits, what's your current pattern and how would you like to change that? Okay. So I don't know what's going to come up for you as far as that goes. Uh, I have no idea, right? That's your, your homework. But the, the last question you really want to think about is how am I going to get from here to there? Right? So maybe you did find that you're doing too much. So how are you going to get to the point where you're doing less? Okay. Hang out in that question. See what comes to you. Okay. I think that this homework is really going to help you wrestle with, uh, some things that I know several of you have brought up on our zooms. Uh, and, and I cannot wait to talk to you on Thursday about this. This is going to be an amazing thing. Okay. So hang out with those questions, really ask yourself, 
you know, what is it that, that I think help is and, and where am I at and where would I like to be? Okay. Awesome. And remember, share on our telegram group about your learning. Okay. Especially if you, you go through and you, you realize some stuff and you have some questions, just jump on the, the telegram group and tell us what's going on and, and we'll support each other. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day. And we'll, we'll catch you on Thursday. Awesome. Bye-bye.